Hi, I'm Christine. I am a confidence coach and motivational speaker, and this is episode 140. As many of you know, I am currently running a boundary boot camp, the first of many. We're going to keep doing this. And in the boundary boot camp, I refer to my book, Break the Cycle with Your Mother, because I talk about boundaries in this book, and I really try to break things down in a way that really helps people wrap their brain around the concept so that they can make real changes in their life. Today, I thought I would do something a little fun and different. I want to read you one of the chapters of my book because there's a lot of good information in here, and I want all of you to have this information. So I'm going to read you chapter nine. It's called Don't Mess With Perfection. As you establish your boundaries around yourself, it becomes safer to explore who you are on a deep, authentic level. I want to bring this to life for you. In chapter five, I explain how you were muted. Who you are is still there. You are still underneath all the traits you've developed to cope with life. I don't want you for one instant to think that you have to be someone else. I just want you to get curious about being the brightest and best version of you. Have you ever seen a painting before it was restored? You can still tell it is a painting of a woman, but you can't possibly imagine how spectacular and vibrant all the colors really were until it is gently and lovingly cleaned off. It's time for you to be gently and lovingly cleaned off. Some of your beautiful traits were mistaken for something less appealing, and they became covered or distorted. No longer do you have to adhere to the inaccurate description of your characteristics as they were defined early on. We are going to rectify that. This process is not so much a staircase to success, but rather hills and valleys. You can feel enlightened and rejuvenated in one moment and then get hit with a wave of emotion as you realize just how far-reaching the effects of your childhood are. You can't go back and make it better. There is something you can do, though, to change it. You can make it mean something different. How are you stronger because of your experiences? How are you more creative, flexible, caring? What awareness or skill do you have because of the way you were raised? I'm sure you can think of at least a few things. What do you love about yourself that wouldn't be a part of who you are without growing up the way you did? How did this shape you as a friend or as a mother? What can you do with your experience now to make your life better or help other people? As you reshape what your experiences mean, you can develop a healthy, loving, caring relationship with yourself. This sets you up for healing. Since you are wonderfully unique, I cannot even pretend to guess what your traits may be. So instead, I will use myself as an example. As a child, I was labeled as dramatic with a capital D. I, of course, took this to mean it was bad and I should stop being dramatic. As an adult, I worked equally as hard to not be overly dramatic. Then someone pointed out to me what should have been obvious from the beginning. I, my dear friend, am an empath. I soak up everyone else's energy. As a child in a small house filled with two emotional adults and multiple emotional children, I didn't know how to handle everything I was feeling, and it all came tumbling out, often in a confusing mess. I actually took to orchestrating large playdates with the neighborhood kids where we acted out elaborate scenes for hours on end. It was immensely therapeutic. You can imagine the damage Growing up believing I was just making a big deal out of nothing all the time and what I was feeling was wrong, imagined, and bad, did. Can you also imagine my immense relief when I realized what was actually going on? It's time to redefine. I hereby redefine the trait dramatic to empath. I want to give you one more example. As a child, I was told I was manipulative. 
This, I understood, was quite a horrible thing to be. To be honest, I don't even think I realized what that was when I was little. As an adult, someone once commented that I was manipulative. The fear and physical pain I felt in that moment was intense. Whether they noticed my reaction or not, they felt compelled to explain. I was not manipulating people to do things for me or to get my way. Rather, I was good at keeping people calm or getting them to a point of agreement without them realizing they were being nudged. I never thought of it like that. When I shared this with my therapist, he said, Well, of course you're manipulative. You had to be to keep you, your parents, and your siblings safe. I could not speak for a moment as I processed this. I was not born as some evil twister of others' wills. I adapted the ability to gently lead people in an attempt to keep everyone safe. Did you catch the redefine? I suspect you have some aspects of your own personality or behaviors that you or others have made to mean something that is wrong with you, and I suspect that, like me, those areas of your personality developed as a way to cope with your childhood or keep you safe. I want to invite you to give yourself some time to ponder this and reassess who you are with this new viewpoint. What descriptors have been used for you that have meant something negative to you? How can you look at them differently? What are your redefined characteristics? Remember to write these in your journal to help you realize them and remember them. Healing, and through healing, positive permanent change, happens in the tiny little moments when you allow yourself to be authentic and present with the people you love. Through your vulnerability, they get to be present and caring with you. My wonderful Mother's Day experience did not create itself. I reached a point where I genuinely loved and valued myself, where it was safe to ask for what I wanted and know I deserved it. The healing with my family happened after I was vulnerable enough to let my family show me that they cared. Do you see how that works? It has to start with you, though. You have to love you first. If you struggle with negative self-talk, self-doubt, or low self-esteem, don't make it an uphill battle. You can't talk or will your way out of that mindset. You have to heal at the source. Change what your experiences mean to you. I want you to feel the full conviction of this truth. None of your experiences mean you are bad, worthless, unlovable, not good enough, or anything else negative. What amazing things do your experiences mean about you? What is your love story with yourself? It might be beneficial to take a moment and schedule a date night with yourself where you get to see yourself as beautiful, strong, capable, and worthy. This may bring a burning question to the surface. Who are you? Hold space for the answer to come. You may have thought you were an introvert, only to discover you're actually an extrovert. You may have thought science was your strong suit, only to discover poetry flowing out of you. Let yourself be whoever you are. Do not try to shape it or make it something that isn't meant to be. That was already done to you once, and you've seen how that turned out. God created you perfectly to be exactly who you need to be to touch the lives you are meant to touch and to do the things you are meant to do. Don't mess with perfection. The world needs you exactly as you were created to be. Your job right now is to discover who you actually are and hold a safe space for her to emerge from within you. Allow for surprises. Give yourself permission to redefine how you describe yourself. As backward as this seems, the areas you are experiencing the most self-doubt or negative self-talk 
are the areas that are hiding your biggest strengths. Remember how I talked about you being muted? Where you are muted is where your insecurities developed. No one mutes what is already quiet. So it stands to reason that this is the area you were being loud and proud as a child. Instead of allowing that negative voice in your head to keep you quiet, allow it to be a guide to where your best treasures are waiting to be uncovered. Your boundaries will help so much with this as you create the space to fully discover who you are outside of toxic relationships. This space allows you the freedom and safety to test out your newly discovered self. I want you to have fun with this process because as scary as change is, I know that who you truly are is a person worth getting to know and a person worth celebrating. I am sometimes asked by clients, what if I don't like the real me? What if I hate the person I discover I actually am? As real as that fear may be, I want to assure you that you were created to be you and your soul desperately wants to be you. You couldn't hate the real you any more than you could hate being able to draw breath. Protect yourself. People do not do well with change. Even if they support what you are doing, they may struggle with the changes in you. Protect yourself like a newborn baby. Create distance between you and those that struggle with adapting to the new you. Surround yourself with those that are being supportive and cheering you on. This distance will most likely be temporary. However, what you are going through is a delicate process and you do not need to be derailed by those that want to yank you back to how they are used to you being. Your focus right now is on discovery, growth, and self-love. If you did not start to yet, I recommend you journal the thoughts and feelings that are coming up for you. Create lists of who you are and who you want to be. Try your hand at sketching and poetry. Write down the new meanings that your experiences have and the new realizations of your strengths and assets. In this moment, you may think that there is no way you are going to forget the realizations that you are having, but you will. One day you are going to need to look back at how far you've come. A journal is a gift you left for your future self. If nothing else, your story may be the thing that helps someone else, so write it down for them. Your journal does not need to be pretty or flowy. Nothing needs to be in order. It doesn't even need to be a full sentences. Do it whatever way works best for you. And that brings us to the end of chapter nine. Don't mess with perfection. From my book, Break the Cycle with Your Mother. If you're interested in reading more of the book, you can find the link in the show notes. I wrote this book from the perspective of a daughter dealing with a mother. However, I've had many people read this book who are dealing with a father or a husband or the son is the reader. All the information in the book still applies, no matter what your circumstances are. I wanted to share this with you today because it is such great information And if I had just done an episode on it, I would have been trying to reword the book anyway, so I thought, why not just read you the chapter? What I really want you to understand is that you cannot change the past. You cannot change what those experiences meant to you at the time, nor can you change the choices and decisions that you made because of what you thought those things meant about you. And it can be really easy to get caught up in that and get depressive about it or feel stuck because of it. And what I want you to understand is you still have so much life ahead of you. And it can be okay that you cannot change the past because you absolutely can change the future. You have full control over what happens next. You get to decide whether or not those past experiences continue to affect you negatively. 
you get to decide what they mean to you and how you use them and how you benefit from them. I wanted to give you some tools and some framework for how you go about doing that. And I wanted to share with you some of the reframes I personally had to go through to get to a healthier place. I also don't want you falling into the self-help trap of thinking that positive mantras, faking positive self-talk, and other tactics that are put out there are going to be effective long-term without doing some of this deeper work. The deeper work is absolutely possible. You are capable of doing it. You have to have a willingness to look deep, and you have to have a curiosity about what could be true instead. We have this idea as children that the people in authority in our lives, our parents, our grandparents, our coaches, our teachers, they are the authority. And whatever they say is written in stone, it's gospel, it has to be true. And into adulthood, we still put that kind of weight behind the messages that they gave us when we were children. However, as an adult now, I hope you are recognizing that there is no moment when you suddenly feel grown up and are given a manual on how to adult. There's no moment in time when you suddenly know how to do everything correctly and no longer make mistakes. In fact, you probably feel like adulting is play acting or pretending. You may feel like you're just bumbling through, hoping you don't make too many mistakes, and children are starting to ask you questions and you have no idea what the answers are. I want you to recognize that the adults that said the things that they said to you when you were a child that gave you the piece of advice or wisdom or told you some truth about yourself or the world, they were doing the exact same thing. They were guessing. They were playing off of their own trauma and their own fears and insecurities, or they were simply repeating the lessons that they were incorrectly taught. They were not a magical force of truth and wisdom. They were a very flawed human making very human mistakes. And you do not have to give any power or finality or status to the messages that they gave you. You have the right and the authority to override and rewrite whatever they told you. Your goal this week is to work on reframing what it is you believe about yourself, especially in the areas where you've been muted. And remember, you do not have to do this alone. You can join the next Boundary Bootcamp, or you can work one-on-one with myself, or go find another coach that you feel comfortable with that can help you work through this. Thank you for being here this week. It was such a pleasure to get to share part of my book with you, and I will talk to you next time. Bye!